We live in a world where language and communication have become politically correct. We say bullshit. This is In the Trenches. We talk about what we want, how we want, how we want, real and raw. From the military to veterans, society, spiritual, government, education, and everything in between, we're having real discussions about it all. Let's do this. This is In the Trenches. And now your host, Joss Young. Welcome back to In the Trenches. And as you know, In the Trenches, we say what we want and how we want on real and serious discussions today. Today is another, like always, a great, great topic. And I have always my lovely, lovely, hot, misunderstood. What's going hey. on? What up, what up, what up? How are and, you? Yes, and guess what? On this great topic, we are talking about black and blue. And I not I didn't say black and blue fast. I said black and I'm stressing the word and blue. And I guess is Officer Jackson. What's going on, Officer Jackson? Uh, nothing much. How y'all doing? You know, and you can call me. Uh, we can just keep it as JT. So you know. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna do it. We're gonna roll with JT. JT. All right. Okay, all right. It's too formal. You can only call him that if you're nasty. Hey. (laughs) I heard you, Officer Jackson. (laughs) Hey, look at him. He's blushing. Look at him. Look. He's smiling. That's it. Like, okay. Okay, JT. Okay, I see. So it's black and blue. Now, you're not talking about like bruised up like after the craziness of life and then I come back and I'm all black and blue or like no nah, nah, up no nah, nah, oh, oh that's not the black and blue we talked about no that black I'm sorry I'm sorry I just I you know I figured you know handcuffs the officer he might nah, you know uh, erect, put you no nah, that's the oh, bedroom time oh, that's oh, different oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just like a man in uniform. I'm sorry. I can just imagine <laughs> what the uniform would look like. Like, okay, I think I'm getting trouble today. Uh, is, is, is he working today? I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Excuse me. Leave me alone. I'm getting in trouble right now. Uh-huh. I'm looking for the officer. Don't play with me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, you all right. You all right. You know, but uh, no, I can introduce myself, though. Um. I'm JT. Everybody know me as JT, J Jack. So, um, but now I've been an officer, been in law enforcement for 10 years. So 10 years and uh, still currently an officer. And uh, this whole time, these 10 years, I've been on patrol the whole time. So um, wow. these, uh, 10 years I've been in it. I jumped up and uh, actually got onto the to our tag team. Tag team is kind of kind of like our specialized unit that, uh, you know, we do raids, search warrants, arrest warrants. 
uh, I, I kind of compare it to like a miniature SWAT, you know, so and uh, okay. kind of jumped to different divisions while I've been in law enforcement. And then so right now I can say currently, too, um, I just made the detective side. So I'm just waiting to transition from patrol. All right. To, um, detective. I'm just uh, waiting on us to transition. And that's that's what I'm waiting on. And then I'll be on the, the different side of the investigation from that point. So. But, uh, okay. doing it for a little while, you know, yeah. All right? That's congratulations on that. <laughs> I know, look, I don't know that much, but I do know that, like, in Chicago PD, they got the ones that's on patrol, they wear the uniform. The right. detectives, they go upstairs, they work with Hank, and they wear plain clothes, and they be all in for whatever is going on. So, mm-hmm. congratulations for making it upstairs. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, here, like I said, we are discussing black and blue. And now hearing, you know, your accolades and your experience, which also has the knowledge and your wisdom, you know, now, in a sense, we're going to kind of put you in the hot seat because, you know, this is a big hot topic regarding black and being an officer. How is that being? Is that a struggle because of the things that you've seen on one side and you see on the other, how, how on your personal side, far as you being an African-American, how does that hit you on that side? Um, you know, honestly, <clears throat> when I first got into law enforcement, I, I, I came from retail you know, so I used to do retail and then from retail, once I got into law enforcement and uh, once you started looking and, and seeing how people look at you, you like, oh, man, I ain't in retail no more. You know, mm-hmm. I see people looking at me and uh, judging the uniform. They don't even know who I am as a, as a character, as a person. And I said, oh, man, this this is something different now. It's really for real, for real. So but uh, being black in the uniform, man, this is almost like a to be like almost a double-edged sword, you know, you got, you got to represent for us first, you know, represent us as a people and let them know that, hey, I'm out here representing for us in the uniform. But then I also got to do right by, you know, the constitution and and basically uh, protect the people. But, and when I say a double-edged sword, I say that because of, you got those other people that look at you and say, hey, yeah, you're in a uniform, but we still don't, you know, respect you or like your kind. And then you may also have the other side to where they may look at you and think that you're a traitor, you know, depending on as far as how people may look at you. And then they may say, hey, well, man, I can't believe we got a, a brother that's working in our neighborhood or working in our area. So they love it. So it just depends on, you know, where you at and then, you know, how you how you look at some of these things, you know. But uh, since I've been doing it for so long, you know. I think it just depends on the people that you come across and, you know, you're able to kind of shift things depending on, you know, how you come about people and how you speak to people, you know. But uh, that's pretty much, you know, like I said, it can almost be a double-edged sword, you know. So so my, so my from what you're saying, my other question would be, how do you handle those situations where you have those individuals where they view you like what you describe as a traitor? when you're actually there to assist and to help? Well, yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you can't, you can't really just, uh, change everybody's mindset, you know, um, you're going to come across some people that actually, 
they get to see what you actually there for. You're there to help them out and, and try to assist and do whatever you need to do. And then you got the, some people that still going to keep that, that mindset, you know, to say, Hey, you know what, man, this, this is just a, a black dude in a uniform. You know, I can't trust him. And I understand that, you know, but it just depends. Some people you can actually come across and say, man, you know what? I never actually came across and spoke to an officer face to face that come across like you and give me the knowledge of the education on the law like you did. And then I might change some people's mind frame, you know, to say, hey, man, I just because you you actually do. I, I come across it all the time. And when people come and talk to me, they say, man, you, you like a regular person. I'm like, man, I am regular. I'm just <laughs> I'm just in a uniform, man. But, you know, I'm here to do my job and I'm just here to help out. You know, the badge don't, you know, make me uh, another person or, or turn me into something else cause, and think that I'm a big and, and, and better, a better person just because I got this, uh, this badge on. So I'm still the same person and talk to the people the same way. You know, I don't change up just because I got that badge on, you know, so. Well, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. I got to say, that's a that's a blessing to hear and to hear it coming from you. Because a lot of times what we do is we're watching the images that we see. And because we're watching the images that we see and, and then we formulate our own opinions by what we're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the first the first thing we want to do is give you all the shit. And at the end of the day, like you said, you're there to help whatever the situation is. And then if you are actually schooling people on the law, because see, the problem is we've been talking about it on the trenches many a time. Yeah. People is messed up because they don't know what the fuck is going on. That's and true. then and and they the first thing they want to do is have an attitude. You know, like so that would be my question to you. When when you see it, because unfortunately, like you said, it's a it's a it's an individualized situation because the people, people, well, we say it all the time. People can only give you what they know. Right. You, they can only get, you know, they can only perceive you how they know. Mm-hmm. And if every cop they've always seen is the cop on cops, you know, that's always picking, supposedly picking, you know, I like how they always say that cops pick on people. I'm like, cops don't pick on people. Cops pick with criminals. You know, it just so happens that black folks is criminal, but it ain't that cops be picking with criminals because I'm sure you meet a whole, I'm, I'm sure it's not the race that you are affected, that, that, that affects you during the day. It's the actual, it's the criminal activity of what it is. It's not the black man that did it, it's the robber you know, that's going down that street or the last known vehicle he was in was this Ford. And it just so happens that it's a black man in the car, you know, and then it becomes more of a racial thing. But from the outside looking in, we look like to me, I think that to be black and blue is a harder thing because like you said, the, the places where you're showing up to actually help the situation, if in our mindsets we're not ready to receive the help, we're not getting no help. We're actually more of a problem. Like, we be in the damn way. Like, I'm not a cop. But from, from me watching what people do and how they react to cops, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, y'all in the damn way. 
Like, do do y'all do you feel that way, or like you you said it very nicely? Like, so that means you out here, you really out here talking to people. You are trying to change the story that people have in their mind of you, Mister Black Man, that just walked up on me with this uniform on, mm-hmm. like. You're not any of those things that I see, you know, but I'm sure that you are faced with some of the ignorant people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a part of the job, you know, Um, that's the hard part. Just trying to stay mentally just, you know, you can't let you can't let nobody get you off your game, you know, get you out your element. You know, you just got to stay on course. And I come across all kind of people, though, but uh even when I come across them people, I just got to let them know. Most of the time they let me know, hey, man, I ain't had a good experience with the law. You know, I don't like 12. You know, man, I'm not I'm not trying to mess with the law. And then I tell them, hey, are you getting that type of situation uh, right now? So you got to kind of right. just to their comfortability and, and, and let them know that, hey, whatever little situations you had in the past with with law enforcement, Hopefully it's a different experience right now. You know, I'm going to still treat you the same. I'm not going to look at you a different type of way. And you can see sometimes, depending on the people, that energy level go down. Uh, even when a lot of people ask me, like, man, I can't believe you're an officer uh, with everything that's going on. And I'm like, well, you got to look at it. Uh, if you have more black people in law enforcement, we can almost change things more from the inside. And when I come across or come on these calls, I see the body language of people change when they see me stepping out the car, me coming up on the scene, because they don't know what type of officer they're going to get. Are they going to get this type of officer that's going to be, you know, are they thinking they can get a racist officer or officer that's like, all right, because everybody is kind of afraid uh, when they see law enforcement, no matter if you get pulled over or coming on the scene. But when they see me, I literally see that body language just kind of, you know, it's tense in the beginning. Then when they see me step out, it, it kind of laxes them a little bit. And I'm just like, what's going on? You know, how can I help? What's what's happening tonight? But no. Well, that's awesome. So you need to come to Philly then, Officer James. Well, 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 I'm gonna put, put it like this. Well, I'm on me, you know. He, he should have a training to be able to go up there and train them. Hey, he has well, the knowledge know and experience. That is what they're fighting right now because the whole, well, in, in, in Pennsylvania, we're having, it's about to be election time. And you know how everybody does, you know, everybody wants to hear you say one little clip, then they take the clip out of context and then they put it all in other different places. So we have this thing called defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now defunding the police is basically not so much defunding them as if to say like shutting down precincts and people won't be able to show up on calls, but it's to, I guess, maybe not just pay for the extra double overtime, but pay for you to come and do the train. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what they're talking about when they're saying, when we hear people say defund the police, that's what they're really talking about. They're saying like, appropriate those funds in another type of way so that we can still do what we need to do for our community or focus more so on mental health. Mm -hmm. Cause I know for a long, for a long, especially in Philly, like there could be a mom dealing with a child that might not have taken their medicine. Right. So the truth of the matter is the kid is off their rocker completely. 
you know. However, she needs the help because she's trying to get the kid to take the medicine. Mm -hmm. So if there was like a crisis response unit, like it was back in my day when I used to work all the time, like we had crisis response units. So it was like cops came if you was getting arrested. But if you just had to be 302 and taken off the street because you was a you was a threat to yourself or somebody else, we we 302'd you. And that was the crisis response. And they came and they handled it. But now we don't have crisis response. So as this mom is dealing with her child and the child is irate, yelling, screaming, whatever, because you know, when you're medicated, there's a there's a way that you're supposed to be. So when you get off your medication, then there's a chemical reaction to your body reacting to you being off the medicine. When police show up, they try to police you. Mom can't say anything now because now you don't call the police. And now the police just showed up and the mom is like fighting for the child. Like, but she's just sick. She's just sick. She's just sick. And before you know it, pop, 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 pop. Now the girl dead. Like, wait a minute. What just happened? You, you know what I mean? And it's like for police officers, that's a tough situation. But if you just call a 911 and all, well, no, we're not going to talk about that. I don't know about y'all 911, but our 911 in Philadelphia is, is atrocious. Okay. <laughs> I have called, I ain't going, I'm telling you, I called 911 because the shit was about to go down. So I called 911, calling myself for help. Them niggas didn't even answer the phone. Hello? He oh, no voicemail, no nothing. No sorry. We know you got an emergency. Leave no smoke signal. Nothing, bro. Like, bitch, you on your own. Call back. I called 911 three times that night. And then it was so bad because it was like, okay, they didn't answer. So I Googled the precinct, the local precinct, got the phone number to the district, called the district. And then the lady said, I hear you, ma'am. I hear you, ma'am. But you got to call 911. 911 didn't even answer. She said, but it got to be I can't dispatch somebody from my precinct. It's got to go to 911. It's got to be routed from 911. I just looked at the lady. I looked at my phone. I said, this system is all the way fucked up. Now, if I done killed somebody, now you want me on the news talking about I killed the lady and I did this, that, and the other thing. So it's, it, it's a lot going on and, uh... with, with police just showing up. And being able to to police, you know, because if I'm supposed to be getting in the medical vehicle, I don't need the cop to come help. Because the cop is not trying to help me. And what you talking about? I got a <clears throat> I got a homeboy that um he asks me all the time, you know, because uh, everything that we see online, he tells me, man, now why knowing that this person got mental issues, why are they dispatching and sending police? He was like, man, they need to be sending other people. You know, sending people that's uh, <clears throat> that only deals with mental health. And I don't know how they do it in other states. You know, I think mental health is a big thing right now. But I know definitely in Texas and where I'm at, uh, we have a team that deals with mental uh, health issues and they're called the CIT team. So it, it stands for crisis intervention team. So normally those people are the ones that deal with nothing but mental uh, mental health. And they goes out and, and help those people. But what I told my buddy is 
when some of these people are, are actually going through a crisis and 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 they need help, those psychiatrists or, or those people that that's normally in the office sitting safe behind a the desk, they're not gonna go out there. They're not gonna want to deal with those people when they in a uh, a paranoia or a psychosis or just in in those state of mind. And that's why you know they normally send the police because when these people are going through it. You never know what's on their mind, what they're capable of. So they normally do send the police. And that's why we have to be trained well enough to deal with these people who are going through it. So <clears throat> the area where I work, I feel like every day we we, we dealing with nothing but mental uh, mental health issues or CIT calls. And uh, that's all we deal with. So we got to be trained to deal with these people, know how to talk to them. Uh, if they're going through a crisis, be able to talk them down. And then if we can, we try to get our CIT team out there and then they come out there and help us. So we, you know, we, we, we deal with that a lot. Suicidal people, people that's just, like I said, going through an episode and you don't know if it's, uh, if it's drugs, alcohol, that, that, that triggered the, uh, they psychosis, uh, right. just thing. But I mean, where I'm at, that's, that's all we deal with. We deal with nothing but people that got, uh, got mental issues. You know, even the kids like you talking about, they 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 supposed to be on medication. They're not taking a medication and any little thing triggers that. And now they they trying to kill themselves or kill a they 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 guardians or parents. But uh, but that's what I tell my buddy. Like I said, those people that are sitting safe behind the desk, they in that position because they 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 don't want to be police. They already know when them people are going through what they're going through, they're not trying to deal with them or mess with them, you know. Cause uh, it, it it get real, you know. Like I said, when we come across some of those people that's in that type of psychosis, even when you're talking to them, they may not be hearing you right. They thinking it's uh, you know, you 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 talking to them, you got blue steam, red, whatever coming out your ears. So they honestly yeah. seeing something that's not that, cause they in a deep deep psychosis or whatever it is. And we the ones that got to deal with these people when they. Uh, dealing with these issues, you know, and uh, sometimes it's it's easy, and sometimes it's it goes the opposite way from what uh the way we want it to go. But uh, I know when I come across them, uh, we we definitely not trying to fight, you know. But a lot of times we 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 got to go hands on and detain these people, and then sometimes we got to get the uh the medics out there too to to you know put some um get them some medication to even calm them down. Nothing that we can do calms these people down. So that's why when my buddy asked that question, I tell them, man, they, they're not going to send, uh, like I said, the, the people that you want to send. They got to send the police when these people are going through a mental crisis. You just hope that you can get an officer that's going to know how to talk to these people and calm them down. And we wish for every situation to, you know, be the best, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's case by case uh, scenario. But, it's, it's hard though, but I hear what you're saying though. And, and I noticed when you was when you was talking about it, I noticed you were saying the people that sit behind the scene. And from what I'm gathering, you know, and I may be looking at it wrong, it seemed like people that sitting behind the scene are only sitting behind because of money, a paycheck, and they are not really there to do the job. That should be coming from within. If you, I mean, you know what I'm saying, from within the heart on the purpose and the reason why you a person chose to do that job is, you know, like you have. I'm be real. You have people that shouldn't be teachers, but they became teachers because they wanted a paycheck. 
And that's what it seems like from what I'm hearing. Uh, that's the problem in Philly and Texas and wherever else that that's a big issue of people. And like uh, we talked about before about people's heart, um, it's not in the right place. So if your heart's not in the right place, then everything else is going to fall out of line. Right. And hopefully when you do have those, uh, even some of them people that's in law enforcement, by their actions, hopefully you can get them people out. You know, so if you see these people just constantly keep doing, messing up, doing stupid stuff, getting into physical altercations, hopefully those are the people that that, that show themselves to say, you know what, they shouldn't have even been an officer from the jump, you know. And they get their butt out of here, no matter if it's something, if it's gonna be something illegal or, or getting them arrested or just uh written up. But by their actions, it's gonna show, man, this person should have never been in uh law enforcement or whatever, whatever it is, you know. But uh, like like what you're talking about, um one of my little pet peeves is um when we do get a a, a person that has mental issues and we got these people going to the hospital, I laugh when some of the nurses is like, Hey, can can you take this person out of handcuffs? And um, I, I tell them, yeah, um, we can take them out of handcuffs, but we just had to fight this person to get into handcuffs. Exactly. They're they in the handcuffs for a reason. Like, All right, you want me to take this person out of handcuffs? You going to fight them back into um So I always laugh when these nurses ask us, hey, can you can you take these handcuffs? I say, man, they, these people just, uh, this person just fought three, four of us. They done broke everything in their house. We're in the hospital. They going to fight y'all too, you know, so. Mm. Uh, that's what I tell my buddy, though. You know, uh, yeah, he hated though. But, but I understand it's a lot of situations we see online where an officer come with a person who got mental issues. The next thing you know, somebody is shot or, or something else happens because, and they say, "Hey, where was the the, the mental health uh, unit?" You know, and uh, I don't think every police department have one of those, but I think they they need to or they trying to. And it's uh, it's just one of those situations if if these units are uh, governed by the, the the federal grant and everything like that, you know. But I know in Texas, that's, that's one big thing that they focus on. They trying to, especially where I'm at, they focus on mental health. And that's why we got a whole big team out there for it. You know, these people are funded and granted by the uh, the federal. <clears throat> so. So let me ask you, let me ask you another question. Because it, it was a lot of things that you said that, that start coming, coming to head. Um, and, and some of right now, one of the questions there, I got a little brain for it, but one of it is how does one handle? Okay. Put it like this on, on YouTube and sometimes on videos, they show where these individuals having issues with, with a law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they try to file a, you know, a complaint on, on the individual. Well, at the same time, we I've seen where some police officers or some department would go on a defensive and try to either threaten to jail the individual that's filing a complaint or things of that nature. Um, not speaking as a law enforcement, but as you being a black male, um, how do you think that should be really handled? Though I know it's not every police department, but there are more than those that do do that. 
than there are those that don't. So you saying how to how to deal with it if a right. person going to actually file a complaint? How do they deal with it without getting harassed by the police? Right, because okay. you know there's been like a, like I mentioned, there's been you know I've seen videos or, or TV uh, reports and things of that nature where and and storylines where a person will go into the department, they try to file a complaint because of harassment or whatever the case may be, and it's legit. And the individual that's questioning the person that's trying to file a complaint is giving them hell mm-hmm. and not providing the customer service to be able to get this matter resolved, which in result, you having a bad officer that's still on the force that's only going to get worse because like a child, he's not getting his ass whooped. To let them know this is what you can't do. You're talking about that blue wall, that blue wall, the, the, the blue wall. That's what you're talking about. I think my best advice is, is um, you know, still, still try to file a complaint, and I always try to keep a paper trail. You know, keep a paper trail of uh, everything that you're doing, every uh, officer or deputy you spoke to, and always trying to, trying to. You don't, you don't want to speak to a regular officer. You, you know, you know. Let me speak to a supervisor. Let me speak to a, a lieutenant or somebody of rank. Uh, that's normally who you file a complaint with anyway. You know, you want to file that paperwork or that uh, complaint with the uh, the rank. And then, like I say, you keep that's that good information. Keep that paper trail of, of who you're talking to. And, and then when you see it's not going anywhere, you feel like you've been harassed by a certain officer, you know, you got to keep a paper trail. And then uh, if there's any way that you can record these uh, situations. And then it may have to go up to the next level, you know, but um, I think that's what uh, people need to do if they in those type of situations, you know, so you can keep that um, type of uh, situation on record so you can know exactly what you're talking about and it can go to the higher power. But I think I have seen uh, some of those with some of the smaller departments It's even in the big departments as well. But I've seen that myself where you have smaller departments, they'll go to the county and say, look. I don't want to talk to anybody of this department. I want to speak to somebody over here because when I go over here, they're not doing nothing. They're mm-hmm. not taking care of business. So I want to go or see who can, who can I go to to make sure this complaint is actually going to go somewhere. So I've, I've definitely seen that, though. Um, they try to go somewhere else where they feel like whatever complaint they have is going to go somewhere because the police department, where they at a precinct that they keep going to, they feel like it's going nowhere. But definitely, definitely want to make sure you try to keep a paper trail and a record of who you're talking to. And you gave out a lot of knowledge. So with the listeners that be that's listening right now, how would what advice could you give and should give to those that have that mental block where when they see a, an officer like you, they've already got their defense up. They all they already in that mode to to retaliate or to fight and not give you guys a chance that's black and blue to be able to prove that you're on their side and not against them. What do they need to know on how they need to act and think so that way you all can do your job? They don't get defensive and cause more problems. So that way there's some type of balance and understanding. 
I think on that, you know, that's that's going to be a little bit difficult because it depends on the person and it depends on the, the type of officer that's coming. Honestly, just to be just to be honest with you, you know, oh, well, you're on the trenches, you know, you can be straightforward yeah. and honest. <laughs> uh, you you can you can have a person that do everything that they they trying to do. They can, can comply, but then they may get the wrong officer on the scene or vice versa. You know, you might have an officer that's trying to be trying to be so patient and trying to uh, show them what he's trying to do or he or she. And then you got that person that's just acting a fool. But the best way I can describe it and, and just to say, just to comply, uh, whatever it is, try to comply with what's going on. Ask questions. You know, ma'am, sir, am I being detained? You know, you know, what are you holding me for? What am, what am I being detained for? You want to hit them with those type of terms, you know. You don't want to just uh, act a fool and just and 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 keep on going with whatever it is. You want to hit them with certain terms and and let that officer know. Okay, maybe this person know what's going on. You know, if they they asking, hey, am I being detained? Am I being arrested? You know, what is your reason? Do you have probable cause, sir? So when they hear certain terms like that, they they might think, okay, maybe this person know a little something. And they, if you do have that type of officer that's coming across you, they ain't gonna try nothing fishy. And hopefully. Most police departments now are trying to have uh, they they got body cam, so you know you want to say all those type of things because hopefully that that body cam is is being recorded, you know. So you just want to say them type of terms so that officer can know. Okay, this person know what he's talking about. You know, they they at least might be uh, knowing the law, so they not gonna try not to fish you or anything if they will do it. But I always just try to say if you can comply because you can't you can't fight. Yeah, and record. <laughs> If if you can, you can record. You know, they got... I, I got a question about that. I got a question about it. Keep talking because I want to know. What mm-hmm. did that do? Because I was going to say, too, you got... Can you I got do something you and uh-huh. start asking you all these questions? Well, officer, officer, why why you doing that? Why, what is you doing? Why are you doing... <laughs> like that, I, I just... I, just, I mm. See, I'm glad I'm not officer. Cause that's what I'm saying. It's certain things that I I just I don't I don't understand. Y'all do better. You, I applaud you right now, JC. But but this this is the thing too though. This 2022, and I still see videos of officers that that that, that be tripping and getting upset when you put a camera in their face. Um, yeah, I know I know every state is different, but for the most part, it should not be illegal to record an officer. You still got some dumbass officers that be getting mad and upset when you record them. But I just tell them, hey, yeah, man, cool. I appreciate you uh, recording. So I'm just letting you know uh, I'm recording and you recording. I got I got no problem with it. So I let them know I ain't got no problem with y'all recording. I'd rather get y'all recording, too, because then it get a different angle, you know, just to show everything is good. But you still got some right. dumb officers that get upset and mad when you recording. But if you can record, uh, that's that's even better. Uh, you got some people that got apps on their phone that as soon as they pulled over, as soon as something happened, they recording. And it's just it's just it's just for they um they record to make sure if anything happens, I at least got it on recording. But but uh but just to answer the, the, the question, it's just try to just just try to comply and figure out what's going on, you know. because uh, I would hate for something to happen, that officer do something stupid or, or something happen, and then you can't fight from the grave, but you can fight in court. If that person or that officer was to do something illegal, uh you can at least fight, fight through the system and, and fight it in court. But if, if something happened and you in a grave, you can't fight from the grave, but you can fight it. Wow. Court. That's, then, uh, that's hey, powerful. That's, yeah, that is powerful. That's, that's a mouthful right, right there. 
Can't that, fight from the grave. Shit. Hey, hey, hey. He's 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 one of educated law enforcement. <laughs> and, I, and I thank God for it. I, listen, I thank God for you because the world needs to know that one, the world needs to know that you wear a uniform, but you care. Mm-hmm. It's not just about your check. It is about the fact that I want you to know how I'm coming on the scene. So in the next time that you're on the scene and you don't see me, you know how to handle yourself so that the situation can still become a situation because that what you just said there is powerful. Regardless of what goes on, regardless of whether it's corruption or not or anything, you cannot fight this shit from the grave. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for other people to fight for you. Yeah. You know, it's hard for other people to fight for you once you hit the grave because now we're dealing with emotions. And I hate to say it, but you know, especially black folks, black people don't know how to handle emotions and handle a situation. Like you, you know, what I mean, as a little kid, I remember my mom used to always say, Look, you sound like you you emotional about. I'm like, what you mean? I'm very emotional. And she's like, but you can't talk like that. Like, mm-hmm. you can't talk to me with your emotion. I was like, but, 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 but you don't understand. And she used to say, but when you're talking to the police, you will never be able to talk like that. So I can't let you talk to me now like that. I used to be like, this lady's crazy. But now in 2022, I literally, you watch it. And like you said, that you said something about you can see you can see the energy release off of them right. when they see you. Mm-hmm. So that means automatically there's a place where you can come in and say something because a lot of times if our emotions are too high and the energy is so tense, we don't hear anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like People are trying to talk to the person and they don't hear you because they are so built to the top of their emotion of whatever it is, whether it's a good emotion or a bad emotion. And as the police officer that's coming to actually, what is it? Protect and serve. And is is that what they say? I know that's what they say here. Is that, is that a police officer universal? Like y'all protect and serve. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people that don't even give you an opportunity to protect or serve because they've already written themselves off like they like they are not, you know, privy to the protection or the service. Like they're automatically, you know, you automatically gonna give me a hard way to go. You automatically gonna do something. You automatically here to fuck up some shit. Like, no, actually, you should be here to make sure that we all good. Right. Yeah, you know, like that. Like if he's if he jumps up on the corner, the first thing he we should all do is speak to him because he's coming to check on us right now. But you only do that because I used to tell my students that all the time. You know, you tell on yourself when you're doing dirt. You know, because (laughs) you know what I mean. Because it's like if you just like back in the day, we did dirt in secret. So because you did dirt in secret, people walk up on you and you be dirty as hell. How you doing, officer? Okay, nice to meet you. Yeah, okay, great. Now I'm going to go drop this shit off because that was just way too close. Today, 
you got something on you and the cop look like he's about to say something. You take off and everything. What the fuck? What is nigga? <laughs> you acting like you wrong right now. Like he got to take you. What is you doing? You just hold on the whole block. Like you just hold on the whole corner. Because of the reaction of how it like, do you see that? Mm-hmm. Especially, mm-hmm. especially with I, I know in Philly right now, our teenagers are running them up. I see. And our teenagers are running them up. And there's no other way to say it but running them up. Like 12-year-old, 13-year-old getting shot in the head twice in front of the rec center. Like, damn, wait a minute. Like, you know what I mean? Like this stuff that back in the day, if there was a beef, you know, if there was a beef, the beef got handled. But it didn't get handled in like broad daylight. It didn't get handled in the middle of the block party. You know, like, I don't know what they're doing in Texas. I'm glad that y'all got a CIT unit because at the end of the day, I know that they are really working on a lot of stuff in Philadelphia, but they need to bring their crisis intervention team back. Mm. Definitely. The crisis intervention team is it. And that's something also um, that I was going to speak on too. So when I said, um, you know, just trying to comply, because I know the people, some of the people are automatically afraid when they come in, in the presence of law enforcement. But what they also don't know, depending on the officer, these people may not even they may not have been raised around black people. They may not know how we speak. They don't know how we move. Cause I've had, I, I'm not gonna lie, I had to tell a few officers, uh, they thought a person was being disrespectful or yelling at them. And it's like, hey man, that's how, they, that, that's sometimes that's how we talk. That's how we express ourselves to where right. I can even see that officer was kind of like almost shook. And it's like, so you got the person scared and then you got the officer scared. And that's why I say sometimes it's just gotta, you just, you gotta comply because that officer might even be more afraid than you are. And the next thing you know, something happened because because he was afraid, you know, but both both people can't be afraid. And the next thing you know, something happens. But, you know, you got some of these officers that if they wasn't raised around us, they don't know how we talk. They don't know how we move. And I say, hey, man, this that's just how sometimes we express ourselves. He ain't, he ain't yelling at you or he ain't disrespecting you. He, that's just how he talking, you know. And sometimes I just right. let people vent because they got to vent. But I see people that that uh, I think uh, back when I did work in San Antonio at one point, it was one guy that told me uh, it was a Hispanic officer. He said uh, he never really interacted with black people until he started working at the jail. And when he told me that, I was I was like, for real, like so he never really. So all they some of these people they may not only see us in the light of whatever they see on TV, whatever you see on TV, movies, the, the videos. So you already know we don't control the media. We, we don't control right. how these people uh, uh, basically show us. us. So all we can mm-hmm. show is um, whenever they do come in contact with us. So if these people, some of these people only know us from what they see on TV, you already know it's going to be a negative, uh, negative situation or a bad life. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I say some some of these people don't actually have interactions with black people until they actually uh, come across us in contact. But um, and that's why I say uh, a lot of us. That's got to be training. That's yeah, I was be about training. to say that it, it seemed like you there needs to be a big training in that. That's, yes, if I if I'm going about to put you in like uh, the urban city, like I'm about to put you in the heat of the city, 
and I know you're from the hick town. Mm-hmm. You got to do some training. Yeah. Because ain't no way in the world you just going to come out here and talk to us like you talking to someone in the sticks because it's not the same thing. Like what you say? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and I have, I have met an uh, officer and can y'all believe that people think that I'm funny? Think that you funny? <laughs> that was you they saying. think that I'm funny. They think that I'm funny. So when I speak to police officers, you know, I want, I'm trying to make everybody a, a happy. Not happy, but you know what I mean? Like, hard. so basically, I, I was being me and we were doing like, oh, listen, we were doing a meet and greet with the police officers now, right? So, you know, officer, 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 I need help. Help me. Oh. Help me. <laughs> I didn't do that bad. Not with like Officer Jack. Nothing. It was Officer Sex. You know, I just did something wrong. Like, no, detain my ass right now. <laughs> Lock me up. Lock me up. <laughs> like, so I said something to the man and he didn't laugh. I just looked at him like, ooh, I'm sorry. I'm one of the good ones. If you ain't laughing with me, bro, I would hate to see you on the beat because you ain't nowhere near where we trying to be. You know, these kids look at me like I'm a little off, but they like my off and they appreciate my off. But I'd be damned if you ain't going to laugh at me, bro. So with you. you. You too much of a cop right now. He talking about something. He, he, he talking about something. I just, I just got on the beat. Da, 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 da. I said, well, well, I'm glad I'm the first person you meet in because you need to, you know, like you got to take a little bit off of yourself a little bit. I mean, I understand your office and all. Then he was like something. And he was just real, eh. And I was like, eh. And if you give me a, I, I looked at his part. I said, that, this your partner? She just looked. I said, mm, look. Because I was thinking, oh, my God. I, but there are cops out here like that. You're right. Like, yep. And if you are not comfortable in your environment, how do you expect? How do you expect to get out the car and help me if you don't know me? You don't know my sister mm. and you don't know nothing about my life. Yeah. But how do mm. you expect me to hear you tell me to do something and you don't even know? Two shits about like and that, you said something that's powerful though because it's but it's powerful because coming from a from from coming from black and blue to hear that now it kind of it to me it never justifies why people get killed and then they send them in front of the the uh you know, they, they put y'all in front of the uh, the little, they, they get indicted, basically, and then they have to go sit in front of the board or whatever. And then the it comes back that the officer is not guilty. He's, he's not guilty. Right? right? And people be like, but I don't understand. I don't understand. And then it's like, but you got to understand it. If you listen to what this cop is saying, you listen to how we do. And then, so I tell my son all the time, I'm, I'm raised, I'm a single mother and I raised a black man. So when I say this, I'm not, I don't say it with any malice or anything, but there's a moment in all of us 
that I call you can't come back from. Mm. Right. So as great, so as raising him, there used to be moments where he would like blow up and I would stop right there and say, they would shoot you right there. This is what, that's the animal they talking about right there. Yeah. And it, and it became something in our house because people used to be like, why would you say that to him? Cause I don't want him, you know, I don't want him to think that in his expression of expressing this moment right here, there's an animal that comes out of him when he does it. So therefore, if the wrong person is witnessing this right now, they can shoot him and get away with it. Because there's an animal inside of him. And then if I'm that police officer and I've justified the fact that now I'm scared of for my life, it's a justification that I can kill you, correct? That's like that's how that's how police officers, to me, it seems like that's how police officers are getting off for these, you know, like even George Zimmerman, like he was the first one. We thought, you know, we thought that whole situation was like, oh, that's a no-brainer. The yeah. cop told him not to follow him and everything, but the defense let the people come around the corner. If they'd have never walked around that building and it would have stayed on the defense of what well, a police of the police people told you not to follow him, you wouldn't have had to follow Trayvon. You know what I'm saying? So if they had never went around the building, Zimmerman would have been dead wrong, all the way wrong, all the way wrong. But because they allowed him to go around that building, and then they talked about the confrontation, and then they talked about that moment. Because, you know, there's a moment when somebody pulled a gun on you, your reaction is, oh, the fuck no, you're not. Got me? So in that moment, that's when I, you became the animal and now I'm shooting you. And then if I display it to the people and I let them feel what I feel, they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to tell me I was okay. Cause they agreed in that, in that moment. Like you said, it might've been the way that they perceived us. Mm-hmm. Cause they always show that, you know, that main, the manic in us, but it's just, I, I appreciate the fact that we give an opportunity to actually sit and talk to someone who is black and blue and you get to wear your shield and you wear your shield proudly. Yes, most definitely. And and you can hear that he wears the shield proudly, but the biggest thing that stood out is that he's educating the people that he comes in contact with on a daily when he shows up so that they know so you know how to handle it. So you know how to handle the next time. Because you're right. The way they got it now is the second that the the second that the lights shine, people is automatically scared. They automatically think, I'm about to die, I'm about to die, I'm about to die, which is probably not the best to like I'm not a police. So has anyone ever done that to you? Like have they done you like uh that was George Floyd that did that? Right. When the cops walked up on George Floyd, he was just saying, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Like, wait a minute. Wait. Like before they engaged in him, he was like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And it was like, huh? Like, do uh, they do that to y'all? You know, throughout throughout the years, I've, I've seen the change, change in people. And um, because everything that's on the media, everything that's on TV, I kind of hate it because it um it almost show us in the light that uh we keep being we keep being killed or we keep dying. Right. So first of all, uh 
I hate it because as a kid, if you seeing that, what is that telling your psyche? You know, is it saying that we're nothing? Is it saying that we keep we, we constantly keep getting killed and and uh, I'm nobody when I walk out on these streets or or if I come uh, when I walk out there, am I gonna be killed? So and then I almost look at it as like, you know, does that show to other people that these people don't mean anything? So I hate the fact that. Um, obviously you got to show what's going on out there, but the media, when it's out there on the TV, I'm like, what is that doing to the psyche of a, of a black kid that kid that's constantly seeing this? But, uh, yeah, I've, when I come across some people, as soon as you come on the scene, they nervous, they shaking, they scared and they saying, you know, please don't kill me, sir. Please don't kill me. You know, and, and they'll tell you, look, I, I, I haven't had a, a good experience with, uh, police and, you know, all I can do is just try to, let them know, hey, this this not that type of situation. You know, I'm 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 right. here. I'm gonna try to figure out uh, what it is I'm here for if I can help you. But uh, it's all type of uh, things I can think about as far as me being on the scene where a guy's trying to pick up his child and why he's picking up his child. He he, he nervous though, and I'm t- I'm telling him, hey man, every everything good, man. You called the police. I'm I'm here to help you, man. What you you know what you need, you know and and they constantly say, man, I'm just, man, please just make me nervous. And I can't, I can't help everybody, but I just try to tell them, well, look, man, you good, man. You know, hopefully I'm not, hopefully I'm showing you whatever you dealt with in the past. This is, this is not what, you know, you came across. But what we were talking about earlier, when you do have some of them officers that don't know how to deal with certain people. I've, I've, I've kicked off a few officers, you know, knowing when it's an officer that's coming at that like to start some stuff. Hey, bro, you can get off my scene. I'm, I got it right here. I got it. But that that goes back to when I say we need more of us. If you got more black right. officers in the uniform, because we all know too, all skin folk ain't camp folk. Right. You know, That's but true. If you can get the 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 right ones that got a a, a conscious uh, set of mind on them, when you got more, most of them type of guys that's going to be in your neighborhood, at least you come across an officer that can relate. You know, an officer that's going to be like, you know what? I see that person in me or that's that's like a, that's like my mom or that's like my aunt. That's like my cousin. That's my brother. So when you get more of that, hopefully or you wouldn't be seeing these situations that you see that's on TV or that's online. But when you get one of them type of officers, you can kick off one of those officers or you can run the scene. And it's like, hey, I got this right here. You know, you go do this or you can direct what you need to be done. And you won't have too many of them situations, like I said, that you see online. But gotcha. yeah, I definitely seen it. You know, people they afraid, they scared, they thinking you you that I hurt them. You know. So, like, let me, so I got I have another one now. For years, I used to hear this. I don't know if it's a stereotype or a myth or what, but I used to hear that police officers or law enforcement, when they say serve and protect. I was always under the impression of what I used to hear, not what I've read. And that's one thing and one area I haven't done the research on is that meant the property, not the person. Is that true or not true? It's both. So serve and protect is uh, people and property. You know, um, we had to, to serve and protect whatever citizens of jurisdiction or county that you work in. And then, actually the property. So it's, it's both serve and protect the people and the property. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, you, 
Hey, that was a good question now, because I'm thinking, wait a minute, serve the people. How you do that? Okay. Now, now, now my last question before I throw a nugget out there for misunderstood. Now, how how does one respond or react when you have individuals that are history buff? And, you know, I'm one of them. But they are to the point that they're at the extreme where they look at police officers as a reflection from the history of how police officers began as slave catchers. How do you handle people that have that mentality to try to change their way of thinking to say, hey, I'm in this position, but it's not that mindset. Um, I think I know it was it was a police department I was a part of um, when they came in because I, I honestly don't think I knew this when I first got into it. They uh they taught us that uh, police almost started as as, as slave catchers right you know, back in the day, and I think it did make me feel a little weird when I first heard that, and I was like, man. You know, how can I be a part of something like this if it started off as an organization that was slave catchers? But, you know, uh, now as today, you know, obviously we're not that, you know, our people are free. Uh, hopefully we can get there mentally, you know, but um, we, we we free. It just depends on what type of person or what type of way we think of. But uh, uh, obviously it's, it's way different from that, you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but I just know that. No, uh, no, no, no. You, I mean, you, 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 you answered it in a way where you basically saying it. The listener's not getting what you're saying. You basically saying that was then. This is now. There's a big difference between how it started to what it is now. You know, right. and I understand it. You know, but I wanted to ask that question because I know there's someone out there listening who thinks on that type of level that may wanted to ask the question, but are too afraid or just not willing to ask that from a law enforcement. And especially on top of that, a law enforcement individual that is black because of like what we was talking about, that distrust uh, because they look at it as being a traitor, you know? So that's why I asked the question. And I and, um, and I understand because uh, even even though I'm law enforcement, I still think a certain way to to where I feel like we should be out there also uh, policing our own community in a way, you know, s- sort of when you look at um, the Black Panthers, you know, mm-hmm. back then when the Black Panthers came in, they was coming in and trying to clean up uh, certain stuff that we had, you know, uh, even when you That's look true. at the, the breakfast, um, the breakfast program, you know, when they was uh, policing our own communities. They was out there trying to get rid of certain people. You know, if you was on certain blocks, they said, look, we ain't having that out here. So it was becoming safe and they didn't need no government funding when they was doing it. You know, and they was like, look, we don't need them certain police coming into our neighborhood. We got our own police, uh, you know, so we are policing our own neighborhood. So I I thousand percent agree with that. So it's like I'm in law enforcement. But at the same time, I still look at it a certain way to where we're doing our own thing. We can try to protect our own people and, and do what we got to do. Uh, Cause that's something I wish we can kind of get back to. You know, we just need to get some 
some right people in our neighborhood and and uh if we clean certain certain areas and and, and change the mind frame like i said you almost wouldn't have certain situations where these uh these certain rogue officers are coming into the neighborhood and and, and doing certain stuff because once they see them certain people that's like hey we patrol our own neighborhood we don't need y'all out here i bet you the mindset gonna be different you know they're not gonna be coming into certain areas and, and doing what they think they can do. But no, nah, that's that's definitely when you say you're a history buff, that's that's one thing I'm about. You know, I'm all about uh black history and not history because a lot of the history that we know about anywhere it was taught is not the right history. So yeah, that's true. That's what I found. We out. know the right history about where we come from or what we done and what we contributed to the world. Hopefully we'll look at ourselves a little bit differently anyway, you know, and then we're gonna have a different mindset and and walk a certain way, you know. Mm-hmm. Huh? And when, and when we constantly told something like, you know, we're a savage or we're a thug or we nothing or we, you know, we sorry and lazy. Nah, it's that, that definitely ain't what we are, especially when we build what this country is. So you can't tell a, a, a people that we lazy or we don't do nothing when we don't build what we what we living on right now. So so I hate when we already be coming with that type of mindset or mind frame. But uh, like I said, we can get to some type of programs we police our own uh, neighborhoods and, and educate our people i bet it'll be a lot different though as far as some of these outcomes that we see you know action action well misunderstood I, I have a nugget i have a hit nugget come on hit me with it what you got well you know this nugget is coming out what by the end of the year or by the end of next year but there's going to be a book written by Officer JT on black and blue. So he can teach young kids at an early age how and what to do when you come across an officer and what it feels like to be both on sides for as black and also being in law enforcement. So I want I to put that out there for the listeners and also that nugget to always surprise misunderstood. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I want you to know, coming from me, the person that I carry the misunderstood because once you hear me, then you understand. We applaud you because young boys will one day again want to be police officers. Because right now, there's a there's a there's like a void of a young black kid wanting to be the police officer. And when I was growing up, that was good benefits. They had good, you know what I mean. It there was a whole lot of reasons why you should just be a cop. They can't even use those reasons right now because of everything that society has done. So I applaud you for even wanting, like I said, to put your uniform on and get dressed every day and be the person that's out there showing the example. You have dropped so many nuggets of help because people walk around and there's such a defeated spirit of everything that we're going on that a lot of us don't want to do, especially when it comes down to law enforcement and what's going on in our world, like what's going on in our streets. Like there's so many people that will just pray and ask God to do so much and they ain't willing to do shit. Mm -hmm. 
So for you to even want to put it out there, this is who I am, black and blue. I think that's great because that's exactly who you are. But you will be able to put the conversation back in children's mind so that they will be officers. Because like you said, the more officers that we have, the better we can self-police and we can keep the raggedy ones out because there might be one raggedy one in a whole district or maybe two raggedy or three raggedy in a whole district, but the whole district gets the name. That's what's going on in our world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you have beautiful blocks, you have beautiful, you have beautiful communities that are trying to live and do what they want, but there's a section in the community that snitches get stitches. And because snitches is getting stitches in that one community, can't nobody say nothing to nobody else. Right. You keep it up because what's going to happen is someone is going to tell you what they did because mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you and think they snitching. They're right. coming back to keep that community up. They're coming back to let Officer Jackson know, hey, wait a minute. No, mm-hmm. they did that shit down the street, down the corner. You feel me? And we don't need that here mm-hmm. because the more that we empower our especially our youth especially the youth because you hate to say that somebody is gone but you as the officer you know that there are probably people that are they're gone but it's not because of anything else but a mindset so what you're doing and what you're establishing now is going to help generations of children to come because now those little kids will remember you. A positive you role like model. Me. Right, you look like me. Like, I don't have to worry about, you know, this this white man coming up, talking about he's the cop, and now he's the cool cop. I got to be cool with this guy. I don't know this guy. It's so much easier to be cool with you, you know, and then... and. You said something, you said a lot of things that are powerful, but to know the people that you are policing is important. Because just within my frustration of you pulling me over, telling me that this is wrong and this is wrong, I'm hot. What you mean? I'm da 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 And the first thing that you might do if you don't realize that that's what I'm about to do is you're going to automatically think that I'm being disrespectful and rude. And I ain't being on that shit, but damn, you talk about I'm about to go to jail, whatever. Like, you know? So I just, I thank you for one, being exactly that. He said, just call me JT. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, he, he, he really, he did that quick. He thing. Did. Just, call, just call me JT. Just call That's me all. JT. Call like, me JT. We're not even going to go off into this. Like, matter of fact, you know what? I get dressed just like you get dressed. My job says that I just get in the car and I protect and serve. Right. You know and what I, I mean? And That's I think a lot of officers need to have that that same mentality. That same mentality. They put, they put on their pants one leg at a time. But just like the rest of us, man, because he seems like he's touchable. And not in a disrespectful, like, oh, he come, we gonna do it. You know what I mean? No. That like yo, chill out. Here come, here come officer, here come officer Jackson. Stop, yo, put that shit away, yo. There's like a respect. Give him that respect, yeah. There will be a respect factor that comes in because you're doing what you're doing. So I applaud you. I do. Listen, 
And I, I, I wish I could get somebody from Philly on here like this because now we're gonna have to have an in the trenches too with black and blue. Because <laughs> um, and I ain't saying it's, it's, they it's probably have cool, living this thing and they don't have nowhere to say anything. Think about it; they probably live in this thing and they are so every day dealing with the bullshit, right? And never have a place where they can actually just be okay to say, you know, that's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's not all great, but everybody's not all bad. But the one thing I do do is I wear this uniform so that it can be better. I look forward to reading your book. And, I uh, do. I look forward to reading. I just I just think that we need some more um, interactions with each other uh, as far as the community and police, because it's going to take a while. It's going to take some time to try to build that trust again, because uh, first of all, the, the, the black community never had that trust with police, you know, because True. of everything that's a, that has happened to us in this country. So I understand that. So when I do come across uh, our people, I already had that understanding, you know, mm. they may not trust the police. They don't um, they don't ever call the police. So cause I, I, I come across that, too, especially when I'm dealing with our uh, kind of people. It'll be some people like, bro, I don't call law enforcement. No, I don't call it law. So I really don't even know how to deal with this. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I just had to do it. And I'm like, man, you good, man. Hey, this, this, you a citizen, man. You know, this would you pay your taxes for. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. So, but I just think it's going to take a little while to get that trust back. But, um, I just think that it was almost getting to that point until that, uh, the George, uh, George Floyd. George, Floyd. George Floyd situation. I was trying to think of the officer name. I can't even think of his name. But uh, I feel like with that and all other little situations was like, all right, now it definitely like created a big, big, uh, you know, separation of uh, police. But they polarized it. They polarized it and then put it. They put those situations and scenarios in front of us. Mm -hmm. And you got to look at what was actually going on in the world at that time. Mm -hmm. See, the difference is the difference between George Floyd and anybody else. Mm-hmm. Was everybody was sitting in the fucking house? Everybody wasn't allowed to come outside. They was all we was all locked down because remember they told us to go in the house and not we didn't think that they were going to tell us to go in the house and stay there, but that's what ended up happening. So then it was like okay. So then one day we were watching a video and now we see George Floyd die. Did they just kill that man on TV? Like wait a minute, this just happened. But everybody's in the house, so everybody's seen it. So it was really seen around the world. But what did we do with it? We did what we always do with it. We mm-hmm. polarize it in the, into the negative way to give you the victim, to give you to make sure that no matter what you do, you don't find power in this. You find that you find the lesser of the power. I'm going to make you the victim. So now we all, you know, I can't breathe. Now, you know, you dying with a foot on your neck. It's like, even the marches that came and the things that they tried to do, you know, it was all based off of these, 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 these acts. So everything is built off of these, these bad acts. So, you know how they say when your foundation is weak ain't nothing really going to stand up anyway. Yeah, that's true. But that's what we don't understand because we were so mad and we were so this and so we building and building and building and building, but we building it on something that's like sand. We need to be building it on, like you said, the togetherness, bringing it together 
in a real way so that people can actually see it being lived out in each community across the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I do believe that it's going to. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. But you sitting here with us today shows us that it's not going to be. It's something. It's not out of reach. That's it's true. not out of reach because you have the you have the idea in your head already. And he has you know the motivation. Saying? He's already putting the yeah, effort in. Now it's it. just our turn to put to the effort to be halfway. And get you there. And like I said, like that, and that's it. And that's basically what it's about. Because from I'm from Philadelphia. You're all the way in Texas. There's a lot of states in between. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that we're all dealing with the same thing in certain mm-hmm. in some certain aspect. But then you ask the question, is it just our black people? Is it just our black boys? Is it just our black girls? No, not at all. Are they more important to us? Sort of, kind of, because there's, those are us. They are our generations. Mm-hmm. However, we know that we can't do anything without the rest of the world. So it's not just us, but it's good to hear it come from us because it becomes just that. You're the example. I want to be you. Kids who want to walk around and they want to be Officer Jackson when they grow up. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he was black and blue. Mm -hmm. You know? And and that's, and I just think from the video games, because like, remember, we had like a couple years when like Grand Theft Auto first came out and all of those, all of those other war type games that they had. That was it. That was our conversation. That was it. But now we don't have that conversation anymore. You realize that they don't even talk about those games anymore because now those kids are living it and they're driving in the street like they don't drive Fifth Auto. You know what I mean? They're like disregarding the, the street sides because that's how they did the video game. Everything is like being redone and redone and redone. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a time that every seed that you plant is going to be growing. And that's going to be when, like, babies that you see on the street right now, babies are going to live in that. So you keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. And if there's anything that I can do from Philadelphia to try to get your word out or to even get you in a district somewhere, bringing your information this way, because that's what it is. Like, we have a... a, we have a female superintendent and she's black. She's a black, yeah, she's a black woman. You know what I mean? So, you know, they are more people being seen in those positions, and that's what we first need to see. First, right. let me see you in the position, then I can say to myself, I think I want to do that too. You know? And and that's what it's about. Yeah. So I that's appreciate right. you. I appreciate yeah. you very, very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Jake T from coming on. But this is what I would do before I close out. I'm going to leave JT the last word of wisdom and knowledge before we close out. What is it that you would like for the listeners to know and take home to remember that will be imprinted in their brains, their head, their knowledge that they should know about black and blue? Whatever you want to tell them. Um, 
And it's something uh, I wish I probably would have delved, delved into a little bit more. But um, I think one thing is uh, we, we need to be educated on our laws, what we live in, which city or state that we live in, so we can be uh, up to date on anything when it comes comes across being in contact on law enforcement. Because I think that's the main, main important thing. A lot of us don't know the law. We don't know uh, as far as what our laws are, what our rights are. And then when you do have that contact with that officer, you can make sure that that officer is not violating you any type of way, violating your rights. But uh, definitely whatever city, whatever state you're in, I think that you need to just, uh, like I said, know the laws, especially when it comes to the traffic stops, uh, knowing what the officer can and can't do. And um, maybe next time that's uh, that's something that uh, I can get into. And um, like I said, almost definitely, you know, we're going to have you back. So that way we can get a little bit more into into that discussion. Yeah, but I, I but we are grateful that you out of your busy schedule that you're able to come out, speak and talk to us, answer the, some of the hard hitting questions that some of the listeners might have either felt or thought about, but too afraid. But, you know, here in the trenches, we're going to be transparent, very blunt. We're going to say it like we want, how we want right. in the whole thing. So we appreciate it. And if you're listening to in the trenches, Hey, listen, check us out on our website in the trenches. And I'm not saying in the now we're going to go back to the hood is T-H-A, the trenches podcast.com. All right. Also, we have a uh, uh, Patreon. So that way you come and donate. So then you, if you like what you're hearing and to help us to improve the listening and the sound, the quality, hey, go to Patreon, all of this will be provided in our notes on our transcript of this recording. And also, most important, remember what JT said. And to do what he says, you have to pick a book up and read. So that way you don't be bitter, you become better, and then you execute. This is Jasim, your host, misunderstood, my lovely co-host, and our special, special guest that will be coming back, Officer JT. Thank y'all for listening. See you on the next recording. All right. Be careful. careful. Blessings, all right? You've been listening to In the Trenches. Real, raw, plain speak without all the political correctness. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, reach out to TS and F Consultant and Management on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So long for now from In the Trenches.